This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Seattle Overload. Seattle Overload. With your hosts, Maddie F. Brown, Griffin Sturgeon, and Ty Dane Gonzalez. Let's go. How long has Nathaniel Hackett got? Uh, I, that's a question for Mark Rogers right now. I mean, but Maddie, that's above our pay grade. We'll have to ask Russell Wilson's agent that. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. first game as a head coach, he's a rookie head coach, right? I thought I thought his um, game plan was pretty Russ friendly, a good use of his skill set, yes. let everything flow through what Russ does. I thought that was pretty smart. And then he clearly isolated, um, you know, some of Seattle's inherent like structural structural def- defensive flaws, you know, and weaknesses. So, I mean, good on him. Um, I, I thought with the bigger gains, though, that was more Russ creating out of structure. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, I don't know. I mean, the tape will tell, like, did he scheme anything? But then again, can you really scheme anything downfield? That's just Russ trying to make things happen. Um, so, I don't know. But as far as managing the clock there at the end and what they're doing at the timeouts and only had 64 yards. I mean, it was a 64 yarder. I don't know, man. I don't know how that will go over internally. Um, if I was Denver, I would hope, well, guys, let's, let's not overreact. Let's just, you know, keep our heads cool and then, you know, get on to the next week. It's week one, you know? Um, yeah. So beyond that, I, I don't even know what to process. Yeah. I don't get like, so just to outline for everyone, you've all watched it, but the situation 111 in the 111, sorry, in the fourth quarter, third and 14, uh, Wilson gets them into fourth and five. And you're thinking, well, they, they, they're going to go for this and they're going to take a timeout. They let the clock drain all the way down and then take a timeout with like one second left. Um, <laughs> and it, get, it brings up 20 seconds on the clock. I was actually worried that Pete Carroll hadn't taken a timeout because I was like, well, this is going to be the game. Let's take a timeout, Pete, get the defense up to speed, you know, make sure you've got the right play in, seen their look initially and get everything right so no one messes up. Also give the guys a breather because it seemed like half the defense was cramping out there. But like they they go and kick a field goal and the analytics say that that actually may have been advantageous. Edward of ESPN says that Denver had a a 30% win probability attempting the 64-yard field goal attempt, but only a 29% chance of winning by going for it on the the fourth and five. That, to me, seems very strange, given that McManus has missed his one, two, three, four, five, six, seven attempts previous of 62 yards and greater. And it's on the road in Seattle. 
with smoky skies and all of that good stuff. So real ballsy of him to take it away from Russell Wilson with his blockbuster deal, all of that stuff. And it was not an isolated incident. The time management throughout the game was was questionable. Like Russell was struggling with it. Um, they had end of half, the end of the first half, they drained the clock so much that they ended up with a field goal. But I thought if they'd handled that better, they you know could have taken a timeout, had a bit more time to think about things, had a better pacing, mixed in the run game a bit more. It was it was wild what happened there. I do agree, Griff, with what you were saying about um, I thought Hackett's designs and his game plan and his blending of heavy personnel stuff and 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 all that goodness. That was nice. It seemed to be a nice mix of what he wants along with Russell Wilson. We'll see if that lasts, especially now with the narrative. But yeah, man. I don't know. I don't know how. I mean, this is like we're getting ahead of ourselves here, but I don't know how the Broncos game plan the way exactly that it was. How that that's something that can sustain because like they were not touching gun. Like you can't not run an actual drop back offense. Mm. And it was very on segmented, first and ten. Right? Like like they didn't yeah, and like they didn't get into any of it till it was like second and fifteen because they had all those penalties. But like you got to run some of it on first and like I don't know you can't survive that way. It's not tenable, especially mm. at the rate they were passing within that. Um, also, where was the tempo? <laughs> Yeah, Ty, the, what hmm. what did you see on the the two uh, two goal line fumbles from Denver? Because to me, that was again time ticking down. Yeah, I think Russ is at least partly at fault for both of those fumbles because you know clock's running down. He's clapping his hands. It's a little chaotic there. Uh, the handoffs weren't very clean, especially on the uh, the one that Al Woods blew up. Um, they were just so out of sync. Uh, at the goal line, I think they ran, what was it, twelve plays in the red zone? They didn't score a single touchdown. Um, like that's unacceptable, and that falls on the quarterback. That ultimately falls on the quarterback. So yeah, I mean, it was kind of you know what we've seen at times in Seattle with Russ. the The clock management. I mean, he has all the talent in the world, but the clock management can be putrid at times, and it was tonight. Uh, and I thought that was a, a real big reason that uh, the Broncos ended up losing this game was just Russ not really being aware of what the clock is. Also, you know, right before they uh, they end up kicking the field goal, you know, they have the fourth and five and they're just letting the clock run down and then they just call timeout. Like, it's just that's unacceptable. That's unacceptable for um, an 11 year quarterback who's supposed to be one of the best in the game. Like, you just can't have that. You can't have that in those moments. And of course, you know, it's week one and all that, but it's not a good start. It's not a good start for us and and the Broncos. And, um, you know, it's just, you know, we saw a couple of new things, a couple of cool things out of Russ uh, tonight, but overall, the, some of the same issues that we had seen plague, plague him in Seattle were prevalent once again in this game. And so it's yeah. just... It, it, you you have to wonder if that's just not something that's ever going to to go away. And I'm talking about more of the mental stuff rather than you know some of the physical limitations that he has, some of the schematic mm. limitations that he has. But some of the mental stuff, like that's that's a big part of it. Like the clock management, that has to get better. You're this deep into your career, and the clock management is still a a major issue for you in your game. It lost them that game. And maybe we'll, we can deal with the, the other issues in Russ's game when we talk about the Seahawks' defense, but we don't have to bother with Russell Wilson anymore because the Seahawks have a quarterback of their own, Griffin. 
Some people were slightly higher on a certain Geno Smith than others. Do, do you know anyone who was perhaps keen on Geno Smith, a bit more optimistic about Geno Smith? This is your victory uh, lap, Griff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, what what's so cool about this is he's playing exactly how he played in preseason and exactly how he played in the Jags game. And again, if you isolate what they gave him, in the Saints and and, um, and um, Steelers game, I mean, the process was always sound. The accuracy was always there, and we're just seeing more of it. Surrounded by you know a um, now a <clears throat> a offense, an installed offense that is built around everything that he does. So and it, it just flows through that. He flows through it. It's you know it's complementary going in both directions. So. It's just it's everything that we're seeing because you can extract what quarterbacks are doing, what any given player is doing, and you can try to make you know projections forward into into um, you know like you, you're making projections. You're, you're you're taking what you're seeing and you're applying it to what you think they're going to do um, schematically and thinking about all the guys fitting around him and it, it, everything's translating. So. I mean, is he going to go 23 for 28 next week? You know, after eight yards per attempt, I don't know. But I think the process will remain rock solid and they're going to get more going with DK and Tyler. They were going up against a really talented secondary. Um, um, so it's uh, it, it was really cool to see. Um, I uh, I know I've, I've got my uh, my special way on. Um, on social media and everything, but I went into this game, honestly, completely like confident that Gino was going to be functional. I didn't know what the stat yeah. line was going to be. Um, I thought well, they would connect downfield a little bit more, but I thought he was going to play defense fine. Being similar, you know, to right. what he's facing Seattle and Carol himself referred to that. Sure. Sure. Yeah. That's a good point. So, I mean, he was, he was dealing and then he made some big time throws on third down. I mean, yeah, he, straight up. He made enough of them, right? Like there was some, scary third downs like third and long situations where you're like uh but you know he, 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 the first half was fantastic like 23 of 28 he finished seven yards uh, per attempt um and uh per completion sorry uh and two touchdowns when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The second half, did Gino, and we'd need to watch the tape, of course, the fabled All-22, but um, we'll have a show for you guys out um, Friday where we've reviewed the tape and then previewed the next game against the 49ers. But the second half, based off the broadcast copy, as we have to do, did Gino regress in your eyes, Griffin, or was it a case of uh, other factors at play? Um. <laughs> Can you repeat the question, please? 
You're too busy on the timeline, which is absolutely incredible. We never. Richard Sherman, Doug Baldwin. I, I heard the first half, and then my brain lost it. All, I was... all these. Well, it's too. It's a bad question. It's too convoluted. Did Gino regress, or what in the second half? In the second were, half, right? Or were no, there well, other problems happening, or is it a bit of both? I I don't think we can really say. One, there wasn't really enough snaps, but then mm. with what seemed to be in his control. He didn't do anything egregiously bad on the the pocket play action sack. That concept, and we talked about this before we recorded, that concept, those concepts, again, we didn't know the exact route pattern downfield. They usually require the ball coming out like right at the bottom of your drop. And if you're not, then you're hitting an outlet. It's like a one-two read thing. You're not really stepping up in the pocket going through a progression. That's not what that play is. And that happens so quick too. If he did step up, it wasn't for the sake of the concept. It was to go take off and go run around and do something like the play was dead at that point. Um, On the other one, yeah, he could have stepped up, but then the guard was getting pushed back. Um, But I mean, silver lining, he's trying to give whatever the play call is life. He knows the pocket is crumbling a little bit and he's trying to execute the play. So maybe the tape will show he missed the guy that was open. Maybe the tape showed he should have transitioned to the check down sooner. I don't know. I, you can't say, but he still made some throws in the second half. Um, you know, so uh, we'll, we'll see there. The big um, thing for me in the second half was I don't know where the run game went. Now, run game-wise, again, I'll be interested in watching the tape back, but felt like they're getting blown off the football um, a bit and, and struggling despite what we saw in the preseason where against like these kind of too high shell defense looks, the Seahawks have actually been able to run the ball very effectively, even when they're playing, uh, you know, bunny ears, first string uh, kind of defense of the preseason, they were able to uh, move the ball. This game, you know, the, the stat line, they they finish at four yards a carry, 19 carries for 76 yards. I just don't know why they didn't run it more. Now, part of that is the Penny's 26-yard uh, run, um, long, his longest run came, which kind of skews the numbers there because he was 12 for 60. But... um. I'm not sure why, especially in the second half, felt like, you know, the, for, uh, well, we I want to talk about the positives of the first half offense, but um, the formation diversity, they sort of went really into the pistol looks and they stopped using uh, under center, wide zone and mid zone. I was like, well, this is going to be the drive where they do that. Well, this is going to be the drive where they do, and they just didn't get back to it. And that was unusual. Um, and then there was the drive before, like sort of the end of game moment where, I was very, very surprised that um, they, they sort of went into the show. It went really conservative and scared, uh, like the, the screen sequence and very weird. But um, yeah. I again, I don't think you can place that on Gino. Ty, did you see similar stuff to us? Or? Yeah. Um, and also, I, I, I think it was really, you know, when they had that big run with Penny and it got called back for the holding, I think it was Abraham Lucas who got tabbed for that. Um, that was pretty much it. They pretty much abandoned the run from that point forward. And yeah, I, I thought that that last drive, uh, like the last real drive that they had, uh, where they had an opportunity to put the game away or at least keep the ball out of, out of Russell's, uh, Russ's hands for the most part, I thought the play su- sequencing there was uh, not great. Um, should have gotten the ball in, in Rashad Penny's hands at least once uh, in that situation. Uh, they were running the ball uh, pretty efficiently. I, I, uh, Maddie, I think you have the the numbers there. What, what was their uh, yards per carry tonight? Well, why I've just mentioned it. I don't know if you cut out oh, four yards. Four, yeah. But yeah, to repeat, nineteen carries for seventy six yards at four yards per carry. But that is skewed by Rashad Penny's twenty six yard uh, mm-hmm. 
brush in the first half. So, yeah, slight, slightly, I actually think we'll go back and look the, look at the tape and maybe the run looks won't have been as invi- inviting. But it seems impossible that, you know, they weren't able to take downfield shots because they were staying over the top of stuff in shell defense. And simultaneously, they weren't able to run the football well against the kind of inviting boxes that you want. And moving forward, they they will definitely, that'll be a point of emphasis for this offense. Um, yeah. I, 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 let's we, talk about... We, quickly, can we talk hmm. about the thing, some of the things that we saw in this game from this offense? I'm talking pistol full house. I'm talking QB power. A successful QB power. Yeah. Multiple like, tight ends. Tight ends combining for... A lot of yards, <laughs> two touchdowns, and a lot of yards. Um, yeah. Noah Fant being the tight end with the least receiving yards. What? What's going Insane. on here? Insane. Yeah. First career touchdown for Colby Parkinson. Colby P getting yeah. some action tonight. Like the tower. Col- Col- Colby looked long and and smooth out there. I don't know if he looked fast, but he looked long and smooth, and that can combine for enough, you know, to be productive. Uh, yeah, it's cool that they're running straight QB sweep, QB power with geno smith on a money done i mean he's got wheels he's 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 a skilled runner too he doesn't you know have doesn't have the shake like the you know the raw talent there that a lot of other guys have but he's still working with enough you know he's like uh he's like jake cutler athletic but a little bit a little bit more meat on him you know um so he's got a little more power and then he was he was taking hits too Mm. and i don't want him doing that season long all season long but this was Monday Night Football, baby. So you, that you, run you gotta, where he was fired up he, tonight. He got eight yards, I think, to bring up, and it was mm. oh no, it was more than that. But he ran for I think it was. Hold on, I think it was his well, fourteen there, yard scamper, which brought up third and two. Yeah. Now and that was super impressive because he just like ran into. He didn't slide. He took like, a okay, shot off. The slide's the coming. Too. The slide's coming, and it didn't come. Um, yeah, talk, he took a talk, shot talk, off of the head right there on that yeah, play too. Which was, yeah. uh, and I do wonder about that. I mean. I hope, hopefully he's okay, but I do wonder. Like he kind of, he. I mean, he was going through it the whole game. Like uh, in terms of like his his poise and his balance, he seemed very very excited. And I was like, well, let's calm down here. But there was no bad decision. Um, the the thing we've we've had a comment from uh, Chris Adams. Thank you for your comment. And Chris says, my only thing on Gino was his pocket feel. While it's not fair to expect a player out that long to have spidey senses, it did feel like he didn't feel a lot of the pressures in the second half. And Chris, I would somewhat agree with you, but I'd also say like he took two sacks, right? Now the first one he did he did cough it up, and um, Charles Cross was luckily on hand to to make the play on mm-hmm. the ball. The second one he secured the football from his blind side, so I think he felt it at the right moment. I'd also say, and, and Griffin, you alluded to this, but if you're going to slide up, as Aikman pointed out, Gino wanted to hit an out route to his right, um, and it was off play action. If he slides up and then tries to hit the out route, the angle is far more acute. It's more likely to get picked off. You can't really do it. The launch point's wrong. So that's probably why he didn't do that. And I think in the first half, the best bits of Gino were all kind of pocket presence, moving up, looking absolutely you know, phenomenal. Griffin? Yeah, um, I mean, I thought he looked great in the pocket in the first half. I, I think those second ones, when your tackle gets beat that that bad, I mean, that, those were some rough reps for for cross. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's the the timing of the play requires more time for the tackle there. So, I don't know. I, I want to see what the routes were looking like downfield. Maybe but- Gino could have 
to me, it Go comes ahead. down to they'd already hit like some big third third and pass. You know, they've hit some of those. Yeah. You can only hit so many. The key is stay out of those situations. And unfortunately, they, they weren't able to enough in the second half. And again, it to me, it comes back to where did the sort of running like element that counter strike go they sort of and and from under center looks a lot of pistol but yeah mm-hmm. yeah i thought uh he played off script uh pretty well uh especially in the in the first half um it was it was that's nice to see because it's like all right the the timing's good we know that that you know gino's going to be able to stay in the system and it kind of seems like a, you know, a couple of folks in the comments are, are saying maybe that he was a little stoic in the pocket tonight. Uh, I saw someone, uh, I, actually, I think it was Hustle Chilson uh, that said that he, he looks like a statue at times. And I mean, he kind of does, but he uh, he showed some good movement getting out of the pocket tonight, uh, making plays on the move. Um, I mean, the, you know, the touchdown to Will Disley, of course, um, you know, he, he steps up into the pocket, seems like he might be uh, taking off and then kind of throws it last second there before he crosses the line of scrimmage. Um, just, just stuff like that. That was huge. Um, there was that one play where he uh, he threw it across his body to Disley and uh, he got a P.I., I think, or holding. Um But Rashad Penny, I, I obviously we got to see the all 22. We got to see what the tape says, but like. It seemed like Rashad Penny had no one in front of him. I kind of wish that he targeted Penny on that throw instead of Disley, because like I think that's a touchdown. Just going off of what I saw on 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 Maybe. on on the on the TV, of course. Don't know yeah. if there was anyone there, um, but yeah, that that would have been huge. But other than that, I thought he played great tonight. Like especially that first half, that was perfect. I mean, yeah, because like, because then it's like second half. The first drive of the game is that the first drive of the second half. Sorry, is that. Um, little smoke route to uh, Metcalf versus off coverage that he fumbles. And it's like, well, that felt like it could have been a drive and then it wasn't. I, I really felt the, you know, the execution and the play calling overall just d- dwindled. Um, and you have to give credit. I think Denver's defense probably made some adjustments yeah. and, and yeah. just played better. Um, they they did start to play man, some more man in the second half. 